Hello, everybody. This is Pastor Daryl Grimes with Flagship Church. I want to share with you a trip I took a couple of years ago to the Arizona desert. I went out to speak for a couple of my friends, Howard Gwartney and Mike Cash, who pastor churches out there, and share a little bit with them about what God was doing here in Erie, Pennsylvania. I had never been to Arizona, so I was really excited to go and do some sightseeing and enjoy uh, myself uh, while I was there. And I had the opportunity to do some hiking on the Peralta Trail in the Superstition Mountains. I looked up some information on the website. It said it would take about three to four hours to do the hike. And uh, I spoke to the ranger at the trailhead and that's the hike I decided I would take. But I really wanted this to be more than a hike. I, I wanted to spend some time alone with God. I was really asking him to teach me some things that minister to my soul, and I desperately needed some encouragement from my Heavenly Father. And when this hike was over, I felt like this was exactly what the great physician had ordered. It was while I was on this journey that I learned some very important truths. God did not disappoint. I was really desperate because uh, I had been filled with spiritual warfare, difficulties, concerns, mental and spiritual exhaustion. And I really wanted God to do something in my heart and life as I was uh, spending some time with him in the mountains of the Arizona desert. So I wanted to share a few of those th things that I learned with you. First of all, he reminded me to be an encourager to those that were struggling. It was an exhausting hike to the top. I was breathing heavy, I was sweating. At times, my pulse rate exceeded 140 beats per minute. And as I was hiking, I kept seeing people who had already conquered the mountain. They were coming down, and many of these people appeared to be much older than I was. And so I was making my way up the incline. People would say things like, hey, you're getting close now, or only a few more minutes. I think they could sense my exhaustion and they didn't want me to give up without conquering what I had come to see. And I want to tell you, I'm thankful for the encouragers that I have in my life. Countless people pray for us regularly. Um, I will receive a text message or a phone call from someone who supports the ministry here in Erie. And they'll just remind me, hey, I'm praying for you. They are like those people on the mountain who say enthusiastically, don't quit. Keep going. It will be worth it. And when I was coming back down, guess what? I was able to return the favor for some others as they were going up the mountain. I was able to say, you're getting close. Only a few more steps. It will be worth it. You know, there's a lot of things in life that I cannot do. There are many talents I do not have, but I can be an encourager and share an encouraging word with those who are struggling on their journey. So God reminded me I needed to be an encourager. Another thing that I was reminded of was this. Sometimes all you can do is keep putting one foot in front of the other. There were times on my way to the top of this mountain, I could barely keep moving. I was wheezing. I was exhausted. There were times I felt like I was just going to fall over. But I was determined I was going to conquer this trail. So I slowed down. I stopped to rest. But I was resolved by God's grace I was not going to give up. There were many times on the journey I seemed to be barely moving and making any headway. However, I was determined to keep moving, and I did. And there have been many times in life that I felt the same way on this church planning journey. There have been days I've had so much to do, my head would spin. 
I don't want to complain, but I think people should know that plan, uh, church planning is not all glitz and glamour. Until you get people trained and discipled, you, you find willing and able volunteers, a lot of the work of the ministry falls on your shoulders and those on your leadership team. Without volunteers, who's going to be the treasurer or the deacons or the trustees or the janitor? Sometimes you feel like you're taking one step forward only to realize maybe you've taken two steps back. And I felt exhausted spiritually. There are some times when the enemy whispers, just quit. It's not worth it. You aren't really making a difference. No one would miss you if you packed up and moved closer to your family. You could find an easier place to serve. The father of lies is an expert discourager. But when you're exhausted, decide by God's grace that you're going to continue putting one foot in front of the other and keep moving forward on the trail God has for you. A third thing I believe God taught me on this journey is that your pace does not have to be the same as everybody else. It took me three hours and 40 minutes to finish this hike. Now, that's slow uh, compared to some of the people that took the hike, and that's fast compared to other people that took the hike. Not everybody's pace is the same. And as I walk, as people walk by me, it was a little discouraging to know that I was slower than them. But my focus should not have been on the pace of other people. I realized this is not a race. This is a hike. My goal did not include a specific time limit. My goal was simply to make it to the top and make it safely back home. And I met my goal. One of the biggest temptations I face in ministry is to play the comparison game. I've struggled with that for over 20 years. And I know it's the result of my sinful nature, and I have to confess and repent of comparing regularly. But I look at other pastors who are about my same age or other church planners who've been on the field the same length of time, and I can get very discouraged because they seem to be, quote-unquote, more successful than I am. The way I often define success, though, is far different than God's definition of success. God's definition of success I think has more to do with faithfulness than with numbers. I'm not going to be judged on the number of people who sit in the pews, the number of offerings that come in on a weekly basis, how good my church logo looks, or how many likes our church's social media page gets, or how well I pull off a big day. God's Word tells me that I'm a steward, and it's required of stewards to be found faithful. I'm very thankful that God does not require stewards to have the same pace as everybody else or to have the same gifts or personalities or ability as everybody else. God wants me to be faithful, and I can be faithful. You see, it's God's business who he, grant, uh, who he grants gifts to and how he gives people. It's our business how we use those gifts and abilities for his glory. We've got to make sure that we're on the right trail and we move along that trail faithfully every day. There will be people ahead of us, and there will be people behind us. There will be people that pass us along the way, and there will be people that we pass along the way. Our job is to keep step in step with the Holy Spirit and move in His direction. We can't get enamored with the success of others or our lack of success and feel paralyzed from even doing what God's called us to do. That's not of God. It's the ploy of the enemy to keep us discouraged and distracted. We need to stay focused on him and his path for our life. Another truth that I was reminded of is when you get off the trail, 
go back and correct your course. The trail I was on really didn't have markers or signs except at the beginning. The ranger I spoke with said that the main trail would be clear, but if you got off the main trail, you would eventually hit a dead end or a lot of brush and undergrowth. One particular reason or one particular occasion, I missed a turn and got off the main trail. I knew I needed to turn around and find out where I went off course. Sure enough, I was able to backtrack to the main trail and get back on track. And you know, there are times in life when we do the same thing. We make choices outside of God's will and we take detours. Whenever we do so, it leads to problems. But we have a merciful and gracious God who gives us the opportunity to confess and repent and get back on track. I'm reminded of the verse of scripture in Revelation where Christ commands the church to repent and go back and do the first works. Go back to that detour point and get back on the path God has for you. Obstacles can serve as stepping stones. That's another lesson I learned. The trail was extremely rocky all along the way. There were even a few places that were slippery and treacherous. However, these same rocks that could be perceived as obstacles ended up serving as places to step or hold on to as I ascended and descended the mountain. Once again, I see a parallel in life. There are always obstacles. However, I believe God can enable those difficulties to serve as stepping stones. When Joseph confronted his brothers at the end of the book of Genesis, he confessed that the things that they meant for evil, God ended up using for good. Joseph could have easily allowed these difficulties in his life to destroy him, but he responded with faith in God and overcame. He allowed obstacles to become the stepping stones that would enable him to be exactly where he needed to be in God's providential plan. We must do the same. Though obstacles may come into our lives, God can turn trials into blessings, and we know that he can work all things together for our good and his glory. There are several other life lessons I wrote down that day in the Arizona desert. It's a trip I will not soon forget, if ever. I wonder how many life lessons I miss because I don't take the time to ask God to teach me or because I'm busy with the hustle and bustle of life. I just don't take time to listen. I'm thankful for this trip, and I'm sure, I'm sure that there will be many days and trials ahead that I will need to remind myself of these principles. And in some way, I hope they can be a blessing to you too.